Today's message is part of a series of being a disciple of God. We've learned how to be a disciple of God. What a true disciple of God looks like. Not just a Christian who's a churchgoer, but a disciple. Jesus never even called his followers Christians. Christian actually means a, a follower, a follower, but it doesn't actually mean disciple. So it is important to see yourself. I'm a disciple. I'm not just a churchgoer, but I am a disciple. What does that mean? First of all, it means you're surrendered to God. You give your life completely to him. You lay everything down. You say, wherever you want me to go, God, I will do it. Whatever you want me to do, God, I will do it. Whether it's uncomfortable, comfortable, whatever, I will do it. Amen. Number two, you have a servant heart. We see how Mary, when she received the call from God through the angel, you are going to carry the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. She immediately says, let it be done to me as you said, for I am a servant of the Lord. She recognized who she was. Amen. She had a servant heart. It's number two. The number two part of being a disciple, quality of a disciple. Number three is obedience. Having an obedient heart. Every day you look to God. What do you want to do, God? Where do you want me to go? Doesn't matter the plans that I have, the dreams that I have, I will lay them aside if they are different from what you have planned for me. I want your plan, God, wherever. Willing to change the plan, willing to go wherever and do whatever he says. Amen. Now we're gonna learn the next part of being a disciple. And that is working hard for God. Working hard for God. Giving your all to him. Your everything. Now, it is by grace that you are saved. It is by grace that you are loved. Jesus loves you so much with a supernatural love that is beyond any human love you've ever experienced or seen in a movie or dreamt about. His love, we cannot fathom. And this love is even for murderers, is are, is even for people who hate him, enemies of him, curse him. That love, that crazy love he has for them. There's nothing you can do to earn this love. There's no kind of hard work you can do that can earn this love. It is by grace you are saved and you are loved by Jesus. Amen. Now, before Jesus came, people would work to achieve Alina. love from God. To achieve, to achieve salvation and love. They would follow the commands and work. They would make sacrifices. They would make sure they did all their religious activities. Work. Work hard so that they can be clean, be loved. Jesus came and got rid of all of that. No more. No more. We do not need to work hard to receive God's love. Amen. No. But 
That doesn't mean that we don't work hard for Jesus anymore. We just do it with a, in a different way. We do it out of our love for him and out of obedience to him, but not so that we can be clean and loved. Amen? Amen. Genesis 2.15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. So in the very beginning, when God first created a human, this here explains the purpose. Why did he make Adam and Eve? Why did he make humans? To work the land and take care of it. Mm -hmm. The deeper meaning is to bring the kingdom of God to this earth. Amen. That's what work it and take care of it means. Work it and take care of it means taking your authority in Christ that Jesus gave you on the cross. He, he took back the authority that the devil stole, took, and gave it back to, you, to us. Now you walk in authority. Walk in authority, meaning bringing the kingdom of God to this earth and destroying the devil's kingdom. Amen. So we cannot have power and authority on this earth. Amen. You each have a domain where God's giving you authority of. There will be people that come to you in your life who are bound by the enemy, bound by depression, bound by suicidal thoughts. And God has entrusted you to work the land and take care of it there. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Bring the kingdom of God to this person. Destroy the devil's kingdom to this person. Speak life to them. Amen. Say, you know, God has a good plan for you. Amen. You know, life's worth living because Jesus is amazing and he loves you. And he's more powerful than everything that you're going through, than all those suicidal thoughts that you're going through. He's more powerful than that. Amen. I know. I, this is my testimony. And as you speak these things, you're speaking life. This is how you're taking authority. Yeah. You're speaking life. You're speaking God's words. You're speaking truth. And it destroys the devil's hold Amen. on a person. Amen. The strongholds, the lies, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Yes. Amen. So you take your authority by speaking God's will. So that right there is an example of working and taking care of the land. You each have your own domain that God's entrusted you with mm -hmm. to bring the kingdom to. You have to realize that. Mm -hmm. There's so much power in you. Man. But hey, this takes effort. This takes work. This takes um, effort in your mind. Meditating. This is what I'm called here to do. I'm called to work the land. I'm called to work hard for God in my mind even. So when I enter my workplace or I, I enter my family, my home, I'm going to put on the mind of Christ and take work the land. I'm going to bring the kingdom. That means that we have to get over ourselves. We have to take control of our mind and not let the enemy take it wherever. It means we can't be lazy about it in our mind. It means we can't be afraid to speak our testimony, God's truth. This is work. This takes effort. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Deuteronomy 15.20, it says, give, generous, give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. I repeat, the Lord God will bless you. There's no period there. He won't just bless you just for sitting there doing nothing. But he will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. The way that God's kingdom comes to this earth is through you. Not when you just sit there and say, yes, God, use me. And you just sit there and you do nothing. Even just worshiping all day and praying, the, praying all day. And reading the Bible all day won't bring the kingdom of God to the earth if, through you if you just stop there. But there's a time where we have to go to work, mm-hmm. where we have to take things in our hands and work. And then God will bless the work of our hands. Amen. It means that we, when we work according to God's will, in obedience to him, when we do what he's calling us to do, Whatever it is, it can be preaching here. It can be doing technical work on a computer. It can be having coffee with a friend. It can be being kind to a stranger. A million things, whatever the work is, God's power will come upon your work when you're moving, Amen. when you're in the action of doing it. It can only come when you're in the action of doing it. Amen. You know, God appears to Moses and says, I'm calling you to do a mighty thing. You're going to deliver these millions of slaves out of Israel. And you're going to say, Pharaoh, let my people go. This powerful king. Okay. And Moses is like, how will they believe that you're going to use me? How are they going to believe that? I'm the leader and you call me to do this. He's saying, how is this going to happen? How are all these things, God, that you've promised and prophesied going to happen? And he says something powerful and simple. He says, what is in your hand? What is in your hand? What have I already given you in your hand? And Moses says a staff. Now this staff is a very physical, normal thing. Like this iPad or like this music stand. But hey, these are, and this microphone. But hey, these are, 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 are doing powerful things right now when, when actually used. Amen. And used according to God's will. We have the scripture here on this. Mm-hmm. The word of God, this message that you're receiving that's going to bless you and touch you and free you and make the promises that God's promised you happen in your life. God's making his power, giving me revelation, writing it on here. I'm using this so you can hear me, using this for it to hold 
when you use what's in your hand, God's power comes upon it and does miracles. Amen. Amen. But these would do no good if they're just sitting there in my apartment and I'm not using what is in my hand. Right. So Moses, with the staff, he says, I have this staff in my hand, an ordinary thing, just like this stand, nothing special, super physical, not supernatural. But God says, it's a staff. He replied, the Lord said, throw it on the ground. So do something with it. Make some effort with this. It's in your hand. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Mm-hmm. So, so God decided to use what was in his hand, the ordinary thing in his hand. Once he used it, once he threw it on the ground, God's power came upon him. And by Moses working, putting that work forward with what he had in his hand, God's power coming upon it, it made the millions of people to believe that God sent him and able to follow him, able to be in one accord and be able to be delivered out. They had to be in one accord. They had to believe that Moses was truly sent. God is amazing. Amen. So what has God put in your hands? What are the gifts that he's given you? What are the talents he's given you? Or what is he calling you to do that he's teaching you, that he's calling you to, to, to learn some things? Like, God called me to make all of these little short videos of preaching and put them over the internet so that many people could be touched, more people could be touched and receive from him. But I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to do that. It wasn't my, I have other gifts. I can sing, you know. I have other things that I am good at, but not editing. Why can't God bring someone else and help me with this and and edit? But God was calling me to spend hours, even up till three, four in the morning on the computer, spending so much of my time doing something like that doesn't even seem that spiritual, right? Like God called me to minister. So in my mind, it doesn't really make sense. How is this a good use of my time? But God just decided as he decided to use a staff in Moses's hand, he decided to use the the, the ability to learn that he's put inside of me, the head he's given me, right? And he, he put his power and ability upon my weaknesses. And I was able to learn how to do it. And then hundreds of thousands of people now have been blessed and received miracles through that. Amen. Through all through TikTok, through Instagram, through Facebook, through YouTube, all the different platforms. 
but what if I had just said, I'm going to wait for somebody to come. I've been waiting and waiting for someone to come and help me and do that job. And I never would have seen anything happen. There were so many people that wouldn't have been able to receive miracles. The promise in my life couldn't come to pass. God has promised you things. Some of you have received prophetic words. Some things God has promised you personally. But there's a way to get there. It doesn't happen naturally. Just magically. You have to use what's in your hand. Whether it's fun or not. Whether it's your gift or not. Whether you want to or not. You have to use what God put in your hand. The anointing and the love that God has for you. The power of God that he's put in you. It can be seen. You shot. You're the light of the world, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So this anointing brings favor, opens up doors, draws people to you to receive Jesus for the glory of God. Like how Jesus, when he was born... There was a star in the sky, which was a prophetic symbol of the star in him. Mm -hmm. And it brought the wise men from so far coming gifts, bringing supernatural favor to him. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants his kingdom work to keep going and go even more. Amen. Because the light shines brighter in the darkness. So when things like COVID and other things happen when darkness hits this earth it's not time for us to be of the world and be like consumed with fear consumed with news consumed with distractions like netflix hours on end for example you know it's not time for us to go with the world but it's time for us to be even more focused and work even harder for jesus wow It's darker now so they can see me more. Jesus in me more. I want to make sure I'm always shining for him. I want to make sure I'm doing everything I can for him and for the anointing to increase in me, for me to shine more. Because people really need Jesus more than ever now. People need Jesus or they will die. There's healing in Jesus. Amen. There's people who, when they see your light, they won't get COVID because they believe. They've seen the light. They believe and they receive the healing power of Jesus and the protection. Amen. Amen. Ah, there's so much power and responsibility we carry. And this is for going into the next year. We have to stay even more focused, intelligent in what God's called us to do, the kingdom work he's called us to do. So that people can be saved, so they don't die. So that they can find true life, an abundant life. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus worked very hard. When you look and when you read the Gospels, it's like work, 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 work. I mean, he was having a good time a lot of the time. It was fun doing all the ministry work. Seeing all the people healed and delivered and receive him. Oh, that is fun. That's a joy. 
But let's not forget that it's still work. Amen. Like that was hard work. I mean, it's all we read about. We honestly don't read about him watching like Netflix or being on social media. That was a joke. <laughs> but the, you know, the comparison to that in these, what it would be like in those days, right? Like literally when we read the gospels, all we do is we read about him doing work and going to the mountain to pray to be with Jesus, to be alone. But we read crowds and crowds are constantly coming to him, constantly coming to him. Even in John 4, there was a woman at the well, a Samaritan woman, and she encountered Jesus and, and encountered the power of God, prophetic anointing. And she was so touched and she knew he was the savior. And she received a miracle, a miracle in that moment. And, and she was just so overjoyed that she wanted to tell everyone she knew about Jesus. So she, the Bible says she left her jug, her, her bucket at the watering, at the watering hole. She just left everything and sprinted to the town and told everybody she knew. Number one, hey, that's work. That's hard work. I gotta tell everyone I know. I'm gonna spend all my effort and energy telling everybody I know and dropping my livelihood in this moment. You know, gathering the water. What would make me money? Number two, then all of these people start coming that she brings immediately to Jesus. Jesus was alone because the disciples went to get food. They hadn't eaten like all day. They were all hungry, including Jesus. Jesus was fully human fully God. And the disciples come to him right as the crowd is starting to come that she brought. And it, it says John 4, 20, uh, John 4, 30. All of these people, they came out of the town and made their way toward Jesus. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, rabbi or teacher, eat something. That tells you they really haven't eaten all day. And it was later in the day. And he says, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. To finish his work. So Jesus, here's an example. Here, here the word is showing us how serious he was about this work. How much of a hard worker he was. And it's powerful because he says, this, this is a different kind of food. That's powerful. It's, he means when you do the work of God. There's a food that comes from it. There, there's a fulfillment that comes from it. It's more than physical food. So you can, you make a sacrifice in the physical way and you do the work of God, but you don't run empty. 
you receive more true light. I can testify of this myself. Um, I never liked to work hard. Like I've been, <laughs> I was blessed. I was blessed to just do well in school without having to put too much effort forward. Um, I worked very hard in middle school. Once I got to high school and college, I just, you know, wanted to have more of a social life. And so I just, I got great grades and I didn't need to work too hard. And and I noticed this about myself that I really didn't like working hard. Like it, I just live for the weekends. I live for vacation. I really didn't find joy in it. And I would see the other people around me would find joy in work. And I just didn't. But when God called me to do the work of God, he called me to be a minister, to be an apostle. Now, long story short, for those of you that don't know me, um, I didn't want to be a minister. I didn't want to be a preacher. I had no clue how to preach. In a million years, I wouldn't have dreamed of this, desired this, thought I could do this. If I saw myself right now, like ten, five years ago, I would be like, what on earth? This is just someone that looks like me? Like this was not me at all. Um, I wanted to be a singer, a Christian pop EDM singer. That was my dream. One day, a man of God, a servant of God, a prophet prophesied to me, you're called to be an apostle. You're called to be a minister. I knew that I knew that I knew that it was God speaking to me in that moment. And I just felt like Moses. I felt like, how will I speak? I stutter. You know, I wasn't a public speaking. That was my public speaker. That was my biggest fear. But God reminded me in that moment of Moses, how he felt that way. But God told him, I will teach you how to speak. I will give you the words. It'll be my power through you. And so I was able to receive that call and obey. But once I started to obey, you know, preparing a sermon, that wasn't fun because it wasn't natural, naturally in me to be fun. It was fun to sing, but it wasn't a natural thing that's fun. To be in front of people is the least last thing I would want to do when it's speaking. Last thing I'd want to do. That's not fun. So at first, it was not fun or comfortable working hard, working in what God called me to do. But once I just started doing it, once I just started using what was in my hand, God started to give me a joy like I've never known. And it was completely supernatural. And it was truly what Jesus talks about when he said, this is a food. This is a different kind of food. It, it's that revelation of knowing I'm doing the Father's work. I'm doing what I'm called to do on this earth. I'm making a difference. I'm fulfilling my purpose. I'm making my Father happy. He's pleased with me. Even though my confidence was very shaky and rocky, especially in the beginning, I trusted and I believed that God was somehow doing something with the staff in my hand. Amen. And, and, and just that faith and that revelation gave me a joy like I never knew. And so I started working hard for God, working harder than ever in my entire life. And I was finding joy in it. And I felt like I could keep going forever and ever. God was calling me to edit for so many hours, like 13, 14 hours some, sometimes. 
randomly in a day. And I was like, what is going on? I don't even mind doing this. I'm not getting tired. I don't, I'm wishing there was more hours in the day. And it, it didn't feel like me. Like it was supernatural. It was a supernatural grace that comes upon you when you're doing the work of God. Not when you're working hard outside the will of God, but when you're working hard in what God has called you to do. Amen. This is what has made this year of 2020 be an amazing year for me. COVID makes things uncomfortable and annoying and frustrating and disappointing for all of us. But if you can go in the spiritual realm, fix your eyes on Jesus yeah. every day. And very importantly, work hard for God. Stay focused every day. Do what he's called. Consume yourself with him and his work. Yeah. That right there, the joy the heavenly realm that comes upon you in that place overpowers amen. the things of this world. Yes, amen. amen. I mean, I'm telling you, I felt annoyed with COVID so many times, but it was, it was nothing compared to the true peace and joy and contentment I experienced by working for God. Amen by setting my eyes on him. And I'm telling you that whenever in life and whenever the, the times were where I maybe would be a little bit distracted or wouldn't work as hard for God a certain day, I'm telling you, I would start to have thoughts. I want the promises to come. When will the dreams come? COVID's annoying. Oh, I've been waiting so long for the dream. When will they? Like all of those thoughts and feelings came when I wasn't working hard for Jesus. It's like there's a supernatural grace when you do the work. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of the world will grow strangely dim. Yes. I'm telling you that his heart is in his work yes. so much. And this is something that we miss in the body of Christ so much. His heart is in his work. That when you're working for him, this is an act of worship. Amen. This is, this is as much worship as when we sing to him. It's the same. And in fact, like when we sang here, that was a time for us to worship him in that way. But we can't be singing 24-7. I would prefer that. I love to sing more than editing and all that other stuff. But if I'm worshiping God in that way, when he says you need to edit or you need to prepare this message or you need to serve in the church, whatever it is, I'm actually not worshiping God in that moment. If I was singing, worshiping to God, do you see what I mean? Because that's not obedience. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you can have revelation that as you work, ah, this is me worshiping Jesus. This is intimacy with Jesus. This is intimacy right there. God wants you to set your eyes on that fact right there. Like picture like a husband and wife doing a project together or even raising a kid together. The work that comes with raising a kid and playing with a kid or doing whatever with a kid. That's work. That's hard work, right? 
but there's intimacy that you experience as you're doing it together. Right. So when that's how it is when you co-labor with God. Mm. Set your eyes on that truth as you work for him. Remind yourself as you work, you're not just doing work. Man. This is the most spiritual thing you can do in this moment if it's obedience to God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Hallelujah. And um, Colossians 1.28, Paul says, it has become, this is the Passion Translation, it has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity, with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. Amplified Version says, For this I labor, often to the point of exhaustion, striving with his power and energy, which so greatly works within me. So he's talking about he labors, often to the point of exhaustion, with his power and energy working so greatly through me. When you labor for God... You access something that people of the world can't access. And that is supernatural energy and strength. I've been amazed. I've never had more energy in my life than when I started doing the work of God. And sometimes once I'll be tired and once I start doing the work of God, I'm energized immediately. It's supernatural, supernatural, just as Paul says. It's your power and energy which works so greatly within me. Hallelujah. And this is also how you will be transformed. This is how you will be made more into Jesus when you work hard for him. Like, the Bible talks about how we become more like him as we follow him, as we serve him. And it happens as we read his word and as we focus on him, but also when we labor for him. There's a, there's a supernatural thing that happens when you're staying focused. He's literally taking off desires of this world, taking them out, taking out fleshly desires taking out addictions. I've seen it happen in my life where I might, I would have desires of the world. And then as I served God, worked hard for God, I like woke up one day and I was like, what happened? Where did they go? I'm different. I'm different. So there's this molding in the heart that God does as you're working for him. Hallelujah. God wants you to have this revelation as you work for him. And that everything you do, there will be a reaping. Every effort you put 
out for God. He sees. It's a, it's a seed. And there will be a reaping. It's making a difference whether you see it or not. Everything you do in obedience to God, working for him, his power is coming upon. God's kingdom's coming to this earth. How exciting is that? Amen. That whatever you're working for God, whatever it is, serving in church, doing a project that he's called you to do, working hard in the career where he's placed you, where he's called you to be, working hard in your relationships, working hard to love others, to, to hold your tongue, working hard in raising your kids, working hard to put on love no matter what, working hard to learn something that God's called you to learn. Whatever it is, I'm telling you what joy it is to have this revelation, what food it is, as Jesus talked about. Wow, the kingdom of God is coming through me like the staff in Moses' hand. The waters were separated by him lifting his staff. That's exciting. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus says that the harvest is plentiful. The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And oh, this is God's message to you today, to America, to the American church and to the world. Today and for this year, the harvest is ripe. Amen. People need Jesus, and they have lost hope in the world's way, which is a good thing. Amen. Yeah. Because Jesus is the only way. Amen. God has a purpose for allowing things to happen, for people to wake up and realize, maybe I need God. That's the meaning of the harvest is right. So when we labor with whatever it is that God's called you to, serving him in the kingdom, serving him in the church, we will see a mighty revival. We will see people come to him. Just as Moses using his staff made people to believe in God, made miracles to happen through you. You will see people come to Jesus and miracles happen when you start doing the simple things as lifting your staff. The simple things. When you start sacrificing things of the world, food of the world, and taking in the food of God and working for him, giving your all. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord for this honor that you used us. What an honor and privilege it is, God, yes. for choosing to use us, yes. for choosing to put your, your power, your glory through us. Yes. God, we are excited for the harvest. We are excited for revival, Lord, and we are thankful for your direction, God. Yes. We are thankful, Jesus. We thank you that you give us joy, and life and peace and food, spiritual food and transformation as we work yes. for you. Amen. Yes. We thank you, God, that you can get us through these times full of joy, full of peace, 
as long as we stay focused on what you've called us to do and labor for you. Thank you, Lord. And may many eyes open up to this truth. I release this power of God to you right now, to all of you. I declare that this anointing would flow through your hands. I declare your hands are blessed and full of the power of God. I declare that the things you touch, the power of God would flow through. At your job, in your workplace, may God move through your hands in your labor. Through your words, may God flow through you. Through the technical things, through the hard work, through the manual work God's called you to do, may his power flow through you in Jesus' name. Through the emotional, relational work he's called you to do. May, your, may his power flow through your words, through your hands. Amen. As you type on social media, the word of God, encouragement, edification, testimonies, hitting the share buttons. On the word of God, on the moves of God. May your power flow through. Amen. May God's power flow through you in Jesus' name. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I release healing to everyone here who needs it, everyone online, everyone here, every every sickness, every pain, I declare to get out in Jesus' name, receive complete healing and receive freedom in Jesus' name. Any attack of the enemy, any bondage in your life, I break it in Jesus' name. Any addiction, I break it in Jesus' name. I declare you are free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, let hope arise in you. Let peace arise. Let joy arise. Yes. All anxiety, depression, panic attacks, go in Jesus' name. Yes. All suicidal thoughts, go in Hallelujah. Jesus' name. All night terrors, go in yes. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. May you be surrounded by the power of God through the presence of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.